the last thing we were discussing was a Braita that said that in regards to Kilayim, if someone uh, stole a crossbreed animal and slaughtered it, he's Hayaf times four times five. And we explained the reason over here we're adding the Kilayim is because the Pasuk says, Oh, Shor Ose. Oh, it's coming to add the Kilayim. And the Gma says, But usually when it says, Oh, it's coming to exclude the Kilayim. In regards to Korbanot, Oh, it's coming to exclude the Kilayim. So Rabbi explained, It depends on the context of the Pasuk. In in the context of stealing, it's coming to add the Kilayim. And when it comes to Korbanot, it's coming to subtract the Kilayim. But the Gemara on the top of Ayn Hetam with Aleph asked, but in regards to Kadashim also, we should be able to use the word O to include a crossbreed, the Kilayim. So the Gemara explains that the problem over there is because the Sefa, the end of the Pasuk, the O was coming to subtract a Kilayim from Korbanot, then in the beginning of the Pasuk, O, when it's a short O Chesev, is also coming to exclude Kilayim from Korbanot. And with that, we're going to start Ayn Hetam with Aleph. Three lines in, last word on the line where it says Adraba. So the Gemara has a question. Adraba, we could, why don't we learn the opposite? Instead of saying, oh, the end of the Pasuk was coming to uh, to take away the Kilayim, then the Resha also is coming to exclude. Say the opposite. Because the Resha is coming to add the Kilayim, Sefa is also coming to add the Kilayim, and you're allowed to give it as a Korban. But the Gba asks, Hi Mai, what kind of question is this? Meaning, why would you even think the O, both O's are coming to add on uh, different halachot? Meaning, if you're coming to tell me that both O's are coming to take something away, I understand why you need both of them to subtract. One for the kilayim, the crossbreed, and one for the animal that's in it. It looks uh, different than its parents. Okay, I understand. Even though kilayim has been uh, taken away from the first O, I still, I still need the extra O to take away the nidmeh, which is a little bit more lenient. I would think it's more kosher than uh, kilayim. And come and tell me that it's no good eat. Okay, I understand that. But if you're coming to tell me that both O's are coming to add, why do I need both ribuim? Why do I need both O's to add? Meaning, if we're adding from the first O, we're adding kilayim, which is very strict, and we're saying that's kosher for korban, then in the do we even have to mention the case of an animal that looks different than its parents? All, all the more so, it should be okay. Rather, when Rabbah said before, at the bottom, he said that this created a principle all over the Torah, then whenever it says the word se, it's coming to exclude the crossbreed in regards to what halacha did he say it. Meaning, if it's in regards to Kadashim, well, well, it said straight out, Shor Ochesiv O is coming to exclude the Kilaim. And Ile Maaser, if you're coming to tell me in regards to Maaser, then, well, Tahat Tahat Yalif Mikadashim, we have Exra Shavat, Tahat says, Kosha Yavor Tahat Ashavit, and then it says, so 
and from there I'm coming to exclude the kilayim. So it, it can't. So it's definitely not from the awe. And ile bechor, if it's coming to me that kilayim they're not kadosh bechora, the first word is not kadosh. Well, still habara habara yalif b'maaser. I have a zrashav from maaser. It says ve'avata kopet rechem laHashem. It says bechol asheri amor tahat hashabed. Inami, or I could uh, exclude kilayim from bechor because nidme amart lo. You said that if an animal doesn't look like its parents, you said it's not kadosh bechora because ichtiv ach bechor shor, and you were doresh achi yehe hu shor u bechoro shor. It has to, the the mother and the father have to be sure, and the child has to look, be sure also. Meaning, if it doesn't look like the parents, it's not a, it, not kadosh bimchora. Kilaim mibayadin. Do even have to bring up kilaim? Meaning, if the ridme is no good, all the more so the kilaim, the cross reach should be no good. For sure, it can't be a bechor. So ella ki itmar peter hamor. Rather, we have to say when Rabbah said that it built a principle for the entire Torah. It was in regards to the firstborn hamor. There's a mitzvah that the firstborn donkey you have to redeem it with the sheep. And the Mishnah Bechoro told us that we don't redeem crossbreed donkeys. Keditnan, like we learned over there, and Podin, we do not redeem the donkey. Lo not with a calf. Velo not with a wild animal like a ram. Velo an animal that was already slaughtered. Velo an animal that's not kosher, meaning it's missing body parts. Velo crossbreed, that's the porn one. Velo koi. Koi is a crossbreed between wild animals and domesticated animals. So either way, you see that crossbreed is no good. And he gets it from the from the word se. Se is a principle that wherever it says the word se, it means se and not uh, not crossbreeds, not kilayim. So now the Gemara asks, Azar de Matir What about the Azar? He allows the, uh, the the redemption, the pidyon between Hamor and the Seh to be done with the Kilaim. The Tanan Rabbi Azar Matir bekilaim allows the redemption to happen with the, with the crossbreed from let's say a goat and a sheep because it's still considered a Seh technically. Both parents are under the under the category of seh and therefore it should work so the mahil khata so according to be al-azar what's with the, the word seh what's with the binyan av of rabba or how's rabba going to explain rabbi al-azar so amalakhir be al-azar rabbi al-azar will tell you ki tamar de rabba when rabba was said this binyan av litameh olad min hatahor ve'iburo min hatameh we're coming to talk about a situation where a not kosher animal was born from a kosher animal and the father was not kosher. So let's say a, a male horse was with a female cow and they and the, the female cow had a baby horse. So you're definitely not allowed to eat it. The pasuk says, etc. And from the word se, we're coming to exclude kilayim that you, you can't eat that uh, animal. And this binyan av is udlok Rabbi Yeshua. Now like Rabbi Yeshua, the ir Rabbi Yeshua, because if it was Rabbi Yeshua, miseche savim veseizim nafkale. He learns it from the word seche savim and seizim. He learns achiyeh abiv keves veimokavsa. He says. You're, you're not allowed to eat it unless both parents are sheep. Meaning, he doesn't learn from that whole binyan av rabah from the word se. Now, the Gemara stops and asks a question. 
Is it possible for a kosher animal to become pregnant from a not kosher animal? We all know that that's not possible. So the says, in yes, just we're not talking about a regular case. Rather, the kayamalan, the abar mikalut, and kerebishimon. He was talking about a case where the animal that came out of a kosher animal, let's say the cow and another cow had a baby cow, and this baby cow, the problem with it is for some reason or another, its hooves are connected. And Rabbi Shimon said that this animal with the connected hooves is, is not kosher to be eaten. And Rabbi Lazar said that Rabbi needed this binyan av for the case of the kalut. So now, Rabbah has a question. Ba'ai Rabbah, if a person vowed and said, Hare alai ola, I'm vowing that I have to bring a korban ola, be frish shor, and he separated, he set aside an ox. Uba'ayar veganav, and someone came and sold this ox, and he lost the ox, and now he has to return something to the owner. Mipatar ganav navshe bekeves le rabbanan. Can, according to Rabbanan, can he give back a sheep? Because technically the sheep could be a korban ola also. Can he give an ola ta'of a bird? That's all you have to give. You stole an ox, you lost it, you give him back a bird. Does that work? Because according to Rabbanan, that bird works also. According to Rabbanan, you could bring a sheep. You could even bring birds, doves. Bye. So what's the halakha? Mi amrinan shem ola kabil ilave o dilma matzea amale ana mitzvah mina muvhar ba'ina le mi'avad. The question is, do we say that, okay, here you're doing your mitzvah, here's a korban ola, it doesn't make a difference what it is, you, you want to do cow, but I'm giving you sheep, I'm giving you bird, does that work? Or can the person who it was stolen from say, I wanted to do the mitzvah on the highest level with the cow, and you took that mitzvah away from me? Like Rashi's explaining, you're right. There's an issue here between you, between the thief and the and the, the kodesh. You stole an, a big animal from the kodesh, but here, between the the thief and the person he stole from, there's a question here in regards to the mitzvah. How, how is this person going to do the mitzvah? So hadar pashat. So after Rabbi asked the question, he himself got the answer. The thief himself. Could just give a sheep a quarter of banana, a bird a quarter of bilazar ben azaya. Rav Ahab read Rav Ikam matne la behedia. Rav Aha said it straight out in the name of Rabba. Amar Rabba hare alai ola vehi free shore. If a person said an ola is on me and he set aside an ox, uba her ugnabo, and someone else came and stole it, patar atzmo bekeves la rabanan, uba ola taof the rebilazar ben azaya. He exempted himself. With a sheep, according to Rabbanan, and according to Bilazab and Azayah, with a bird. Next Mishnah. If someone stole a sheep and he sold 99% of it, one out of 100, he didn't sell. Or he had a partnership in that sheep, in that cow. If someone slaughtered and he slaughtered it incorrectly, so it's now a nevela, meaning he can't eat it. Hanoher, if someone stole this animal and then just ripped it open and killed it that way. Vehamaker, or if he pulled out the simanim, the trachea, esophagus. Meshalim tashlume kefal. He has to pay double. Veino meshalim tashlume rabav hamisha, but does not have to pay times four times five. The only time you have to pay times four times five when the entire thing happened be'isur.
and the shahita has to be a proper shahita. And the Gemara asks, My chutz mehad mimeashiba. What does that mean except for one one hundredth? If a person stole a cow and sold everything except one percent of it. So Amarav, chutz bidavar hanitar imo bishahita. Rav said, if a, what you have to you have to leave over something that becomes allowed after shahita, meaning a piece of the meat has to be left over. Levi says, even if it's just the shearings of wool, it, it, that's considered left over, and that means he left 99%. So according to Rav, in order for there to be 99%, he had to leave at least some of the meat. According to Levi, anything has to be left over. We have a braita like Levi. That even if he just left over some of the shearings of the wool, he's still patur from paying the uh, four and the five. So metive, we have a braita that argues. It says if someone stole an animal and then mechara if he sold it except for the arm, except for the foot, except for the horn, except for the shearings of wool, he doesn't have to pay the four times five. And Rabbi Omer davar Rabbi says if it has something to to do with the shahita, meaning the shahita is what causes it to be allowed, then then he does not have to pay times four times five. But if it's something that has nothing to do with the shahita, let's say uh, the wool, for example, so if he left over the wool, he would still have to pay times four times five. So only whatever has to do with the shahita. If you left that over, you don't have to pay times four times five. Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar omer chutz mikarna, except for the horn. Enom eshem deshlomer abava hamisha. Over there, if you left the the, the the horn, you don't have to pay times four times five. However, chutz migizotia, if you sold everything except the shearings of wool, meshalim deshlomer abava hamisha. That has nothing to do with the animal, and you have to pay the the full times four times five. It's as if you you sold the entire animal. So the horn is part of the animal. The the wool is not. So Bishlama Levi, I understand. According to Levi, who said that in order for it to be left over, you have to leave over even the shearings of wool. Then okay, he'll say Kitanakama, he'll hold Kitanakama, that even if you left uh, the horns or the shearings of wool, it's still considered left over, and therefore he would not have to pay the times four times five. But according to Rav, who said that if you left something that becomes mutar with the shaita, you don't have to pay times four times five. Come on, who does he hold like? Meaning, according to Tanakama, you're not Hayav even if you left over something that has to do with Shahita. And according to Rav, even if you left something that has to do with Shahita, it has to be like an arm. It has to be something, according to the B, something that uh, if you take away while it's still alive, it becomes a Nevela. And according to Rabbi Shimon ben Azar, if you left over a horn, you don't pay times four times five, even though it has nothing to do with the shahita. So Amre, Rav de Amar Kehaitana, Rav holds like the Tanav, the following Braita, the Tanya, Rabbi Shimon ben El Azar Omer, Mechara Chutzmiyada, Chutzmiragla, and If the thief sold the animal except for the arm, except for the leg, he does not have to pay times four times five because he didn't sell the entire thing and he left something. However, but if he sold the entire thing except for a horn or the shearings of wool, he still has to pay times four times five because it has nothing to do with the shahita. And that's like Rav. So, what's the mahlokit between the, the, the Tanaim? 
about how, when and how do you have to pay times four times five. So Tanakama Saba Utvaho Kulo Bainan Umharo Kulo Bainan. Tanakama said, Look, you have to sell the entire thing. You have to slaughter the entire thing. And therefore, if you left over anything, you're not high of the times four times five. Now, very beer, according to Rebi, who said only if you left uh, only if you left something that if you would take away while it's alive, it becomes a uh, becomes a nevela, then that's called uh, leaving things over. So Rebi Savar Utvaho Midi Dehave Bitviha. Rebi said when it says the word Utvaho, it's only that something that ha- that has to do with Shaita. If you left that, then you don't have to pay times four times five. It's coming to exclude things that has nothing to do with the shaita. For example, the horns, the wool, things like that. And we're gonna when it says you slaughtered and sold it. The selling has the same halachot as the, the slaughtering. If you if you sold except for something that has that it would not be a nevela if you take away, then it's not it's considered left over and you don't have to pay times four times five. The Rabbi Shimon ben Lazar Savar, Rabbi Shimon ben Lazar said, listen, there's a difference between the horns, which is considered part of the animal's body, to the shearings, and uh, the shearings is not considered part of the body, because Savar kanad de la kaima. People don't usually cut the horns, it's not meant to be cut. Therefore, have issue, therefore, if you sold the entire animal except the horn, it's considered part of the animal, and you, and you don't have to pay the times four times five, you didn't sell the entire thing. You don't pay the four five. Gizotea, but the shearings of wool, del megaz kaime, usually takes a haircut, and therefore it's not considered part of the animal. Therefore, if you sold everything except the shearings of wool, it's not considered a leftover. It's like you sold the entire thing. Um shalem, tashalum, arbaavachmisha, you have to pay times four times five. Now, ve'idach tana debere bishimon melazar. Now, we brought a second braita of Rebishimon melazar that the arms and the feet, if they're left over, that's considered left over, but the horns and shearings of wool is not considered left over. Savar hands and feet that need a shita heveshur, that's considered left over. You don't pay times four times five. But the horns and the shearings of wool that don't need shita, they don't. It's not considered left over, and you would have to pay times four times five. So now, the obvious question is: We see Rabbi Shimon Azar and both bright taught contradict himself. Meaning, in one Braita, he says that there's a difference between the horns and the shearings of wool. And the other braita, they're both not part of the animal because it has to do with the shaita. So the Gemara explains, There's two braitot, are two different uh, tanaim going according to Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar. They had an argument what Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar holds. Tanur Rabbanan. Hagonev hakitat. If someone stole an animal that was missing a limb, vetahigert or it was limping, vetasuma blind, vechen hagonev behemat ashutafin. Or if he stole an animal from partners and uh, sold it and slo- or slaughtered it, hayav. He has to pay times four times five. Veshutafim sheganvu peturim. But if partners stole an animal, they are exempt if they slaughter and uh, sold it. They don't have to pay the four times five. Now the problem is vehatanya shutafin sheganvu hayavin. We have a break that says that if partners stole an animal and they sold it, slaughtered it, they have to pay times four times five. So Amar of Nahman, Lakashya, Kan Bishutav Shiganav Mehabero, Kan Bishutav Shiganav Mehama. It depends. Did the partner uh, steal from his friend? In that case, he does not have to pay times four times five. 
because it's not all Beisur. But if a partner stole from someone else, then he would have to pay. Meaning, if he only stole from his friend, he does not have to pay the half of times four times five. But if they together stole an animal from someone, they become partners and they stole from someone, now they're obligated to each pay half. They still have to pay that half. We don't say, oh, it's the whole thing and not the half thing. Maybe a partner who stole from his friend or partners who stole from someone, maybe they should have to pay times four times five. Tamud Lomar, Utbaho, Kulo Bainan Veleka. When it says Utbaho, that means they have to slaughter the entire thing base or, and you don't have that over here. Because a partner who stole from his friend and slaughtered it, it's not all Beisur. He still has uh, something to do with it, and therefore he only it's only half Beisur. And you don't have to pay the half of times four times five. So Ela Amar of Nachman, rather of Nachman, responds differently. La Kashya, there's two Braithot, they're contradictory, not a problem. Khan, the Braitha that says partners who stole are Hayav, that's Bishutav Shetavah Lidat Haverot. That's if a partner slaughtered with the consent of his other partner, meaning the partner number one made partner number two the Shalih to go slaughter that animal. And that's the whole thing is Beisur. Khan, when we said that they're Patur, that's Bishutav Shetavah Shelulidat Haverot. That's when the partner slaughtered the cow that they stole without asking the first partner. So over there, the shahita is not entirely done in a sur fashion, and therefore they don't have to pay times four times five. So now, has a question. A person stole an animal, and then he sold it except for 30 days. 30 days, I get to keep it. Or you, I'm selling it to you, but you can't work with it. Or except for the, the fetus that's inside of this animal. Meaning, he didn't fully sell it. He 99% sold it. Mao, what's uh, the halakha in regards to selling it? Is this considered a full 100% sale? Or since there was conditions over here, it wasn't a full sale. According to the rabbi who holds that a fetus is part of the mother, that's not a question. Okay, so you left the something in the animal, therefore it's not a full sale. Good, I get that. So you don't have to pay times four times five. So the question is, according to the rabbi who holds, that the fetus is not part of the mother, even though they're inside each other, they're not, it's not part of one another. So my, what would be the halakha? Meaning, look, at day, he's connected to her, he's stuck to her, and therefore it's considered you left over, or maybe, or since, we know it's about to leave her at some point, and therefore uh, it's not considered leftover, and he would be hayav times four times five. Now, some bring up the question as follows, do we say since it's not part of the mother, therefore it's not considered leftover, and he's hayav times four times five, or since the only way this fetus is going to be mutar is if you slaughter the mother and then the child is going to be mutar with that slaughtering, therefore it's as if they're one, they're one body in regards to shahita, and therefore in regards to uh, leaving over in the, in the selling, it's also considered uh, a leftover, and therefore he would be patur from times four times five, and the gemma ends off with a teko, we're not sure. So Ba'irav Papa, Papa has a question. Genava, if an, a person stole an animal, Keta'a, and he cut off a limb, Umchara, and then he sold the animal, Ma'u, what's the halacha? Mi'amrinan, ma'i de ganav, do we say, hey, whatever he stole, 
he didn't sell. It's two different animals now. This was a four-legged animal, now it's a three-legged animal. So therefore, he does not have to pay times four times five. Or Dilma, or maybe Madizabin, Haloshier, or maybe whatever he, he sold, whatever he sold, he didn't leave over, meaning he sold the entire animal. Whatever the animal is, even if it's three-legged now, you, you sold it. You sold the entire thing, and therefore, you have to pay times four times five. Teko, we're not sure how to look at it. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam, amen ve'amen.